Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to now be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from here in Tampa, my guest is a Christian artist and songwriter whose releases The Tree and Say It Now are available on iTunes, Amazon.com, and Spotify, to name just a few. She and her husband have recently released a book called Double Play. She is currently working on new music for her next release. You've been hearing one of her songs, Behind Me. It is my pleasure to welcome today Juliana Zobrist. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. Looking forward to this. Um, I'm really grateful to have you on the podcast today because, you know, there are so many demands on your time, not only being a Christian recording artist and songwriter and having put the book out, but you're a wife and a mother of two children. So talk about all that and the the time (laughs) management that becomes so necessary and important. Yeah. (laughs) Well... You know, we have learned the hard way, that's for sure. Definitely, I I see kind of God's hand in um, allowing us to have kids and everything because that puts a different perspective on life. And, you know, you have to, you have to time manage for your children. <laughs> so that is already kind of built in. But, you know, we have a great team of people around us that are helping. And, and honestly, just open communication between Ben and I as far as things that we will commit to and things that we won't and just being strategic, you know, um, doing this interview during nap time so that I'm (laughs) not missing time with my kids and, um, you know, taking maybe a couple days to go out to L.A. and get tons of stuff done as opposed to going out there every week. So little things like that make a, a really big difference for us in the long run. And uh, as you mentioned to me before we started recording, the fact that you're doing this interview while you're driving, I mean, it's, you know, just kind of par for the course for the business that you do have to multitask as as you're describing. Yeah, definitely. It's always good to get as much done and, you know, be as smart with your time as, as I can be, so... <laughs> And on top of that, you do a lot in the community. Recently, you made a television appearance on the CBS affiliate here in Tampa, and we're talking about Rays on the Runway. Tell the listeners about the Children's Dream Fund. Yeah, well, it's something that I'm so excited to continue to be a part of. You know, I think this is like our, well, at least our sixth year probably doing it, which has been so great. But the Children's Dream Fund... 
um, makes dreams come true for children that have um, life-threatening illnesses. And so the raise on the runway is just one really fun way where it's actually going on next Wednesday at the Vinoy. And, you know, the players dress up in clothes from Tommy Bahama and the girls get fitted at Penelope T. I was just there like an hour ago getting fitted for that. And then um, we'll be walking down the runway. Some of the kids will be there as well, too. And, and all of the proceeds go back to the children, which is so great. So just talk about that a little bit further because uh, you said probably about six years, and if I've done my research correctly, I don't think that the older of your two children is six. Um, If I'm correct on that, where I'm going with this is, what motivated you to get involved with the Children's Dream Fund at a time when, again, if I'm right, you didn't have kids of your own yet? That's right. I was actually, I think I was pregnant the first time that we did um, the Rays on the Runway. And, you know, the Rays have, we have our Rays Wise Foundation that I've been involved with from the very beginning of being with the Rays. It's, you know, it's all the wives and girlfriends together. We all get together and have meetings every month about things that we're passionate about. Um, you know, Evan and Jamie do, like, the pet drive and stuff like that. And then, obviously, like, um, the Rodriguez family does... Um, the autism awareness and things like that. So we all have parts of, you know, the community that we're extra passionate about. And the Children's Dream Fund has, I've gotten the pleasure to know Cynthia and their team there. And I just love them and I love their heart. And I come from a big family of, um, you know, six kids. And so being able to help kids in need just to give them something fun to do and give their family something fun to do um, during a, a trying time is really important and exciting to be a part of. You also recently performed an event here in the greater Tampa Bay area put on by Instruments of Change, uh, a great opportunity for your talent to be showcased, but again, you're staying involved with the community and charitable efforts. Yeah, well, I'm a huge believer in the American Arts Institute and just um, the the benefits of children being educated in in an instrument or in voice and especially rhythm in particular I've, I'm kind of a little bit of a science nerd on the side <laughs> <laughs> and Scientific American is my favorite magazine <laughs> that and Vogue <laughs> but you know the <laughs> quite a contrast quite a con- contrast I know. <laughs> You know, know, it's pretty staggering, the connection between between verbal communication, being able to read, being able to write, um, just learning language in general, and the brain's ability to learn rhythm and learn placement of rhythm and, and, you know, just even simple things like the drop in a song and you can count it in one, two, three, four before it comes back in. You know, those are all instruments in our brain to be able to develop in the future grammar. And um, so it's pretty staggering once you read and, and research those connections and music just comes so naturally to so many of us, you know, that rhythm and that ability to, to hear things and to point out um different sounds and stuff and that it's so beneficial to 
children when they're in the early elementary stages of grammar. And so, yeah, so Instruments of Change is so fun. It's such a great... Um, it's such a great cause, you know, they're getting these instruments, giving them to children who otherwise would not be able to purchase them. And, um, yeah, I just, I actually went to a symposium the other day up in Nashville with Ben Fold, who was talking about the very same thing. Yeah, and what I want the listeners to take away from this is especially those who are listening to this show that are up-and-coming singers, up-and-coming songwriters, performers, entertainers, is how important it is, you know, it, it, it is a blessing, you know, to be able to do what Juliana is doing, and you can't just keep that, you know, I, I always say that, you know, the Lord blesses us, and then we're supposed, it's just supposed to be passed through us, you know, we're supposed to, to bless someone else, uh, it's almost kind of in, in one motion, and so it's very important those of you who are the aspiring artists that I just referred to, to, to listen to what Juliana is saying and how much she is getting involved with, with charities. And yes, yeah, she did get to perform at the Instruments of Change event, but the fact of the matter is she believes in the cause and, and she sees you know what the Children's Dream Fund does. She's getting involved in these things, and, and people will recognize that, and it will help you go a long way. Uh, aspiring artists who are listening that you know you're not just all about the music and what's it going to do for me and where's it going to get me I, I know I know you're obviously it, probably shaking your head in agreement Juliana as, as I'm saying mm-hmm. all this yeah definitely it's it's very important to find your voice not not just musically but what you believe in what you stand for because very quickly people will see past just the music very quickly they want to know about your home life and they want to know about your struggles and they want to know about um you know your successes in life and and music in a way can be that common ground because we've all had heartache and failure and and love stories and successes and failure you know we've always we've all had those stories so it it's definitely a relatable subject matter and so very important to um have something to say past your music and something to say within your music. Well, and I would almost submit that by getting involved in some of those additional causes, you're going to have new life experiences that if you're a songwriter will give you something, a, a different type of inspiration to draw from so that you have some fresh ideas uh, when you do put pen to paper or, or fingers to keyboard, I guess. That's right. It's very important to keep your <laughs> keep your inspirations flowing. <laughs> Um, and for the listeners, uh, I had the chance to meet Juliana and say hello and, and a few quick words last month. Uh, she and I were at the Mayor's Prayer Breakfast here in Tampa. Um, Juliana, you're really blessed with so many opportunities, and so far, these that we've been talking about up until this point in the show have just been here in the greater Tampa Bay area alone. They have been. You know, we love... Our Tampa Bay family, it's definitely come to be home for us since we're here so much of the year. And um, as you were speaking to earlier, it's just—it's very important for us to give back to the community in the way that we can and in the way that um, would benefit them, you know, because for Ben and I, being in entertainment jobs, you know, our fans are who are giving us our jobs. If there were no fans, we would have no job. (laughs) We recognize that, and we're grateful for that, and not ignorant to it at all. And um, besides the fact of just wanting to give back, it's it's a blessing. It's a joy for us to, um, you know, to be able to serve maybe in a bigger way than just entertainment. 
I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from right here in Tampa is Christian recording artist and songwriter Juliana Zobrist. You can find her online at www.thezobrists.com, Z-O-B-R-I-S-T-S. Juliana is also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so be sure to check her out there and engage with her through those social media sites. Be sure that you're checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Feel free to use the social media buttons there as well to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. So, Juliana, let's dig into the music now. Uh, First and foremost, give the listeners an update on the new recording that you're doing. uh, Kind of, you know, where are you recording? How many songs will there be? What's the projected release date? Take us through all of that. Well, I'm very, very excited, to say the least. It has been a project for me. Um that's taken longer than I have wanted it to take (laughs) than I wanted it to take as, you know, as an artist, but, um, you know, as a songwriter, it's very important for me for the songs to be right and for them to, you know, for the right message to be being portrayed and, um, for there to be a lot of continuity within the record that is released. So it's taken longer than I've wanted, but that's okay. Right now we are, I finished up some radio tracks, which I'm really excited about. I recorded them with Chuck Butler up in Nashville. And um, and then I'm also recording some tracks out in L.A. with a production team out there called The Alphabet. They're just really, really great, good friends of mine, um, very creative, um, sonically very creative, definitely push my boundaries, which I love. And um, we just get to get in the studio. I'm going out there on Monday, Monday and Tuesday, to work on some tracks and to um, just kind of finalize the direction of these these last six songs that we're working on. So, projected release date right now is a little bit up in the air, to be honest. I was pushing for the fall, but um, at this point, with the team that's kind of getting in place behind my music, it, it may be be more beneficial for me to kind of line up all my cards and have it maybe released sometime in the spring. But you you will be hearing a um, radio track released soon. So I'm excited about that, and it should be kind of a good teaser for the rest of the record that's coming out. Well, and as we know with all the other things in our lives, uh, you know, we can try to put a timeline to, to just about anything we want, but ultimately uh, the Lord is the one that dictates when these milestones will be reached or uh, special occurrences will take place. So I'm sure that, uh, that, that you're fully aware of that and, and kind of factoring that into the, into the mix as well. Um, uh, again, yes. just just kind of thinking of those people that are listening, that are up and comers, uh, you know, trying to take as much as they can away from from learning from yourself as someone who has had success in music. Just kind of explain to them uh, because this is nothing new. Uh, you know, if if you're listening to this and you're saying she said she's working with someone in Nashville, but then she's recording in L.A. I don't understand why is she doing both places. Um, you and I know Juliana why people do that, but just explain if you don't mind to to those aspiring recording artists out there that are listening as as to why that is sometimes done yeah well um you know it's all about finding the people that get your vision and um 
I've always joked with Ben that I should have been an engineer or producer instead <laughs> <laughs> of a songwriter because, you know, the, the, the sounds that I come up with to try and tell them what type of kick I'm looking for can sometimes be really obnoxious. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's important for people that you're working with to understand your vision. It's mostly important for you to understand that as an artist and, um, to be willing to kind of dig deep and know sonically which sounds you connect to and, and not just be okay with the first mix that you hear, but to, to really dive into it and to um, to invest your time into producing this record the way that you would want it to be in each track the way that you would want it to be and for that matter every bass sound that you want it to be <laughs> in and every kick to be the sound that you want and, and sometimes to find those people you know you might have to travel a little bit so that's that's the reality for me especially being in, in Christian music um, you know there are radio songs that I will have put out and then there will be more of what we would, you know, call album tracks or, or live performance tracks, songs that you can get away with a little bit more production and a little bit, um, a little bit more creative license, if you will, right. to just sort of stretch your boundaries with those album tracks as opposed to your radio tracks. So, um, Chuck Butler is really gifted at having a radio ear and so that's why it was important for me to hook up with someone like Kim that would be able to say, all right, I get your vision. I know what you're going for. For the sake of radio, let's maybe choose, let's maybe EQ this, you know, this sound a little differently than you would maybe want to from the get-go. Right, so. right. And I'm, and I'm thrilled to hear you refer to, you know, the, the comfort level that, that you're seeking to to have with the people that you're working with, because, you know, as we've mentioned here on, on a couple of previous episodes of the podcast, you know, once you go into the studio, uh, if, if there's some tension, I mean, you, you referred to the people in California as friends of yours, and, and that's, a, that's the type of relationship that you almost need to have, listeners, when you go into the studio, because as we've said here on, on prior episodes of, of Now Hear This Entertainment, that's going to come through on the record. If, if you're clashing with your producer, um, if, you know, if you're just settling because you don't speak up, like, like Juliana is, is uh, <laughs> subliminally inferring, you, know, you, you need to speak <laughs> up and, and, and get what you want on that record. Now, yes, there are professionals that'll tell you, I think we can try this, you know, listen to what I did, what do you think about that? Uh, but you know that's again, as you're hearing her testify to that, that makes it worth the trip across the country to her that she knows that she's relaxed and it's going to come out, you know, sounding the way it should sound because there is no tension when she's in the studio. So, um, thank you for uh, yeah. for sharing all that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no doubt that you know you want your music to be a reflection of yourself, and it should make sense for when people meet me to go, "Oh my word, I love your music, and I totally get it." Like I get why you write the way that you do. I get why your sound is the way that it sounds. I mean, that has a lot to play into when you're talking about your lead-off single. You know, which one is the most reflective of you, your personality, because it doesn't... People are smart, you know, and it's not going to take your audience long to see that you're trying to be something that you're really not, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's very important to just um, be comfortable enough in your own skin to write and produce music that's going to be reflective of yourself. And it's scary. It's like, it's exposing a very intimate part of yourself. And that's just, as musicians, um, I think 
a privilege that we have a little bit to to be able to be vulnerable in that way, but um, to be able to translate the good things that God has done in our lives and the hard things we walk through, you know, these moments of honesty to be able to share those with fans is um, the greatest return. Yeah, and you know, there's there's also the believability factor. You know, if you're if you're singing about something that people are just not going to believe coming from you, then then you probably shouldn't be singing it. And 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 again, I would challenge you know those that are listening that are not Juliana Zobrist fans, but rather uh, up and comers that are trying to learn from this. You know, analyze if you're not writing your own songs. Um, if someone's handing you some music to sing, if if people aren't going to believe it coming from you, then then you shouldn't be singing it. If you're 17 years old and you're singing singing about life experiences that a 17 year old could not have had, then don't sing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's I think there's a a time and place for all different types of music, and you just got to figure out what that is for you and be okay with it. So um, we are allowed to have a little fun on this podcast. So I'm going to ask you, when your husband comes up to bat in home games, they play one of your songs. Two questions. <laughs> Two questions. Will he change it to, to help promote one of your new songs when that's ready for release? And secondly, how much trouble would he be in if he switched his walk-up song to a non-Juliana Zobrist song? <laughs> <laughs> well, to answer your second question first, he would be in no trouble at all. I've, I've always found it just very sweet and... Um, I don't know. It's a it's a really great compliment that he would choose to play my music. I'm I'm sure I know that there are a million other artists <laughs> than I am that would be a little bit more maybe appropriate for walk up music. But no, I mean he you know he's as invested in my music as I am sometimes. The Lord has definitely given you humility. I see. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Well, yeah. I mean he even with behind me like Ben and I we walked through together what the meaning of that song is. So he's, you know, he's equally as married to that as well as, as I am. So um, we're a team in every way, shape, and form, and I know it's confusing and annoying to people, but I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you laugh about it, but at the end of the day, you know, you do only have to answer to, to each other and to God, you know, so uh, it, it really is just that simple. Um, yeah, it's true. You know, I I, I use a, an expression where I say um, I was half kidding when I asked about will he switch to a song uh, to promote a new. So if I'm half kidding, that means I'm half serious. So will he switch to to a new song um, when when you've got when you're you've got something yeah. ready to release? Yeah, he absolutely will. He's actually already chosen his favorite song off the new record, and cool. I am working on kind of a remix for it. So instead of it being the track that you'll hear on the record, it'll be a little bit of a, of a remix. And I may or may not actually put that on the album itself. But, but yes, to answer your question, he he does want to change it. So well, and, it's and, um, his decision. <laughs> well, but, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's a business. And, and I guess I would say, you know, to, to not take advantage of that opportunity um, you know, would be a missed chance because, you know, the two of you have been blessed where you have that that avenue available to you, so, you know, you might as well. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a small, fun way to, to let people know about what else is going on in our family, so it's definitely smart to take every avenue as you, 
that you can. You know, people have asked me that a million times before. Like, <laughs> do you, you know, do you use your husband or whatever? And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, he's just part of my story. Like, he's my husband. So yeah. how am I going to get away from that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. pretend like I'm not married to him, obviously. But I do think, obviously, it's very important for my music to be able to stand alone and, and, um, and be validated just simply because of the type of music that it is. Yeah, and quite frankly, in preparing for this interview, you know, I was trying to write questions that were as as completely Juliana Zobrist focused as I could. Um, you know, because there is Juliana Zobrist, the Christian artist and songwriter, and yeah, you do just happen to be married to Ben Zobrist, the Major League Baseball player. You know, so you want those identities to be separate. But but you're right. At the end of the day, you know, you're a singer second, and and he's a baseball player second. Your husband and wife first. So of course, you know, it it is going to come up uh, in these conversations, whether they are you know personal or business. Um, yeah, and I don't mind at all. You know, we do a lot of things together as well. We speak across the country and he'll speak and I'll sing and so we do these events all the time together where we'll kind of join forces and he'll speak and I'll sing and so it makes sense. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is don't be a name dropper. Be genuine and let people know about your music and you as a performer, not people that they might not have even heard of. Don't be a name dropper. That is today's Bruce's bonus. Uh, talk, Juliana, about the the difference between being an emerging music artist and songwriter living near Nashville versus living in Tampa. Kind of the pros and cons, I guess. Um, I would say. Um, because I, I know I, I, while you're thinking of it, because I, I, I mean, maybe a, a three a little bit with that. I mean, I know that I find. You know, living here, but but I go back and forth to Nashville. I kind of find that that it's it's a little more fresh that way because the people in Nashville do get so heavy being in that atmosphere every day. The business kind of beats them up and they're kind of dragged down. Whereas going back and forth, you know, for people like you and I, it's still fresh when you go there. It I is. I don't, I don't want to put words in your I mouth. <laughs> I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, no, you're right. I mean it. It's a lot easier for me, honestly, to think of the cons because <laughs> I would like to be writing every day with these people that I write with, you know, and, and do these co-writes with and be in the studio every day. But it's it's good. Like you said, my perspective is fresh. I'm definitely not getting burnt out um, by the work because when I go to Nashville, it's a very deliberate going to work, you know, and you go and you work your tail off for however long and then you come home and... And I, I have my nap time with the kids for about two hours and then every game for about three hours, like five hours a day where I get to sit down um, when I'm not with the kids and, and really work on my own, which is songwriting on my own, you know, um, meetings on my own, that type of thing. So it's it's been nice to um, definitely have to be very aware and okay with just who I am and who my what my music is what my message is, a lot of self-reflective time, and I, I've definitely not gotten burnt out by kind of the day-in, day-out that it can become in Nashville, you know, where it, it is definitely work, and you're going in to work and write a song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
it can be a little bit more inspirational in that way. Very good, very good. Uh, now, now bringing some of the local stuff back into the conversation, you had an opportunity last month with the Lifesong Zambia Children's Choir. Yes, that was fantastic. Um, we had about we had six kids from Zambia. They call themselves the future leaders of Zambia, which I love. Um, come over with live songs for orphans, and um, they travel the country and they do this really fantastic um, little performance. And um, one of the guys that's involved with live song contacted me and asked me if I'd be willing to perform alongside them. And I was like, yeah, and let's take it one step further, and they can learn a couple of my songs, and we can perform them together, which is what we did. So it was a really great time just to raise awareness uh, for people that would have been unfamiliar with Life Songs to raise awareness about their their mission, and I love it because they're they're not... um, their focus is not as heavy on taking the children out of their native countries, but um, but more to prepare them and equip them to be leaders of Zambia and go, um, you know, to be over there or go back over there and be able to implement these things that they have learned. So I really, I really love that aspect of it. Yeah, and we see a lot in the Christian genre, you know, um, Michael W. Smith had the African Children's Choir, which is from Uganda. Uh, Chris Tomlin, uh, with um, similar from uh, from Botswana. Um, so it's it's really nice to see that they are bringing these African children here for for periods of time to have these experiences, like like the one you just described uh, with with the children from from Zambia. That's that's really great. Yeah, we had so much fun. <laughs> I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from right here in Tampa is Christian recording artist and songwriter Juliana Zobrist. You can find her online at www.thezobrists.com. Again, Z-O-B-R-I-S-T-S. Juliana is also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so be sure to check her out there and engage with her through those social media sites. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast. Please tell others about it as well. And feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook, become a Twitter follower, or subscribe to the Now Hear This YouTube channel. Uh, So, Juliana, let's shift our conversation now over to Double Play. You and your husband co-wrote this book. It's available, listeners, through Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, Books A Million, even Lifeway Christian stores. It's very easy to find, so do please get yourself a copy. Uh, Juliana, tell our listeners about the book. Yeah, well, it was nothing that we had really anticipated for ourselves (laughs) to do, quite frankly. You know, I'm a a very goal-oriented person, and writing a book was never one of those goals for me, although I do enjoy to read. Um, However, B&H Publishing um, approached us, and the writer, Mike Yorkie, also approached us, well, approached Ben first and um, asked him about writing a biography, and Ben wasn't, you know, very interested in that, but, but the more that he and I have gotten to speak across the country and talk about our story and how we met and how we fell in love and our past and um, being pastor's kids and just sort of our love story and then our journey in music and baseball, 
that's when B&H approached us and asked us if we would just write it down. And, and honestly, we weren't going to do it at first, but then as we continued to pray about it, we just felt like, um, you know, it's a pretty awesome opportunity for your children and their children to be able to go back and read about the experiences that we have had and the lessons that we have learned and being able to be honest and vulnerable with our fans even was really important to us. Um, obviously because people can kind of, people see us sometimes as living a very, very different life from them, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and doesn't seem like there is much commonality between us, but we just wanted the opportunity and we're grateful for the opportunity to say, Hey, you know, it's the same world. We're living in the same world and walking through a lot of the same struggles as well. So it's been a really crazy wild ride for us. <laughs> nothing that we had really expected. And, you know, obviously getting to be on Fox and friends and doing these major interviews and stuff for the book has just been crazy to us, but really exciting and really fun. You know, this is uh, it's almost becoming a regular occurrence on, on the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast where a guest anticipates a question that I'm about to ask. I was the, the, I had next here on my list to ask you whose idea it was and, and how and when did those discussions start. So instead, um, I'll kind of shift it instead, um, thinking about this book project. How long did it take for the whole project from start to finish? Because, you know, just like recording a CD, I don't think that the casual listener that has downloaded this podcast understands that these projects require a significant amount of time. I mean, you don't say, okay, let's do the book and then it's done in a few weeks. Right. No, I mean, as far as songwriting goes, I'm looking at probably two years before or a year and a half before some of these songs, you know, from the beginning of them being written to the end of the final product coming out, you know, about a year and a half. And then the same was for the book. Um, from beginning discussions to first draft to final draft and to the release date, it was about a year and a half as well. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, it was a, go ahead. So it was just, a, it was a pretty intense first couple days. Mike Yorkie, who was our, what you would call a ghost writer came over to our house, um, for four days in the off season. And, um, interviewed us all day for four days <laughs> wow. Wow. and it was like a free counseling session i mean we were <laughs> laughing and crying and sharing stories and he was recording all of it and then from there he tried transcribed every word which took him many many hours wow. and then from there is when we took what was transcribed and wrote the book from there very interesting very interesting and uh Probably, I'm, I'm sure it's safe to assume the, the real first opportunity that that you or Ben have have ever had to be involved in in that type of project, a book project. Yes, yes, it was. I know Ben has done a number of interviews and things that have ended up in books, and I've endorsed a number of books, just writing a short paragraph. But we've never been a part of a major book project. No, I mentioned. Um, a little bit ago that you know I, I tried to gear this interview today towards just yourself and 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 not bringing up 
Ben, but um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because I feel you're a great inspiration for the up-and-coming singers and songwriters who are listening to this podcast relative to how much hard work it truly takes to succeed in music. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is this. Two weeks ago, my guest was country artist Ryan Weaver, who had a heck of a backstory about having served in the U.S. Army and overcoming the death of his brother and his brother-in-law. Uh, there's, there's quite a saga there, but he and I talked on that episode about that no one is just going to hand him a major record deal because of his emotional past. And in your case, you still have to work just as hard as everyone else because no one is going to hand you a major record deal just because your husband is a major league baseball player. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter how how good your story is. You know, it's um, the story. Obviously, is a part of it, but um, it's about the music. It's about your ability to commit to the time that a label would require of you. You know, for me, that's been I've I've not had an absence of conversations with record labels, but to be honest, you know, being a mom of two and frankly committing to my family first above music is just not a very attractive thing to record labels. And that's okay. I mean, there are plenty of people that are are able to do it, but with, with Finn's travel schedule for eight months, you know, our, our commitment is to each other first, and um, we take that really seriously. So a label for me has not worked out, um, not to say that it wouldn't in the future, but for right now, you know, there are, the industry is not what it used to be. And you are able to accomplish just as much on a performance level and on a distribution level and on a, you know, iTunes, social media level as a major signed artist would be. And and oftentimes the independent artists are even making more money, frankly, to be honest, because yeah. you're not having the overhead that that you would get with a major record deal. So, you know, it's not to bad mouth labels. I think there's definitely a time and a place where that makes sense for people that, um, that have enough going on that need that type of, that type of organization backing them, obviously. Um, but for an independent artist like myself and for up and coming artists and songwriters, you can just accomplish, you can accomplish so much by having your own, distribution company, your own publicist, your own um, business manager, you know, you're, you're not required to have a label anymore to have a radio promoter and things like these. So um, there are definitely pros and cons to, to both ways, but the nice thing is that there's an option. You know, there's an option for those of us that don't really want to go the label route um, to be able to do things on our own. Yeah, because if you look at it, you know, the way that you just mentioned, I mean, there are so many platforms nowadays, and they're all accessible, uh, you know, w- with the possible exception of of getting your CD into a, a, a record store, um, you know, or, or a big box, as they call them, uh, you know, there you sit on iTunes, and so is Britney Spears. There you sit on Amazon.com, and so is Christina Aguilera. There you sit on Spotify, and so is... Uh, you know, insert next artist here. So um, it it is very doable, and and, and you know, and, and as I was saying, uh, you know, in the in the big setup to that question, 
um, you know, you've you've done this all on your own. It, it's not a case of uh, her husband is major league baseball player. That might get you in the door a little bit quicker than somebody that is just saying, "Listen to my music because I'm good." But again, the thing they're going to say is, "Okay, her husband's a major league baseball player. What does she sound like?" You know, and then it is going to have to be where you step up, and you know, and the, and the product has to be there. And as they always say in Nashville, you know, it starts with the song. So, you know, the pressure might even be double on you because you're also a songwriter because they're going to want to say, you know, well, can she write? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure how many musicians and music industry people are baseball fans. (laughs) 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 So I have, I have that, I guess, to my benefit. (laughs) But yeah, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, you know, didn't have, a record label their entire growing career so it's definitely possible um juliana we uh unfortunately are, are about out of time I'd, I'd love to keep going but i know that um you've got commitments but um before we do wrap up though uh i'd love for you to talk about the dawn which is the song that we're going to play uh in its entirety to close out the podcast Yes, well, you guys are very special because you will be, and the listeners on your podcast will be the first ones to officially hear this song. Um, You know, sometimes you walk into a studio or you walk into a writing session and you just have ideas or maybe hooks of what you want to write, but then you go in and it's it's a job. You know, you're, you're sitting down to write a song and then sometimes there's just something that hits you over the head like a lightning bolt and, um... The Dawn was one of these. For me, it was a a pretty tragic incident of one of our friends from church. Um, All of a sudden, her body just started shutting down. And her husband emailed our church saying, you know, we don't know what's going on, but the doctors say that she may have only a few hours left to live. And Mm. it was just, in his email to us and in his, request for prayer he he could focus on nothing other than just the hope of what lies ahead the hope of eternity the hope of reconciliation in in all levels um that moment that will reach the lord and see him face to face and be made right and um it was just such a beautiful perspective for i mean anyone walking through um, a moment of intense clarity like he did where it was like heaven was just staring you in the face and the uh, the end of the story is pretty awesome she's alive and well and her body regained strength it was just wow. this crazy kidney poisoning that she was having but um but it just got Ben and I thinking like it can be so easy to be wrapped up in the things that have happened to us in our lives and it's not it's not to cheapen those. I mean, I've walked through my fair share of difficult circumstances in my childhood as well, as many of us have, but the common goal and the common bond that we have is just this hope for eternity, this hope for um, for the dawn, for this rising of the Lord, for this being made right, this being made new, made clean, um, no more heartbreak, no more struggle, no more sin, no more bitterness, just a, a pure, loving relationship with our Savior. And um, and I try and 
live with that mindset. I I like to, uh, who was it that said that he wanted to live with um, eternity stamped on his eyelids? I don't remember <laughs> who said that right now, but it, that's always stuck with me from some book. I don't remember who it was. I, I should be able to remember, but I don't. But you said that, I want to live with eternity stamped on my eyelids, and that's just kind of been a phrase that I've lived by, and my friend walking through this struggle um, saw that, you know, and had to come face-to-face with that head-on. And so out of that experience, kind of in the midst of not knowing what was going to lie ahead specifically for his wife, I wrote this song called The Dawn. And, you know, I'm glad that you that you took the time to explain all that and and the message of hope you know is one that that really resonates with me i know um four years ago at my grandmother's funeral uh, i gave the eulogy and i and i talked about hope as an acronym meaning helping others prepare for eternity and you know in the bible it talks about if the master of the house knew that he was going to be robbed that night you know that he would stay home and prepare and so we are supposed to be preparing you know because he will come again um and you know and as as you know as your friends that you described here found out you know you don't know none of us know when that moment is and and that was a very scary situation for them and that's when like you said not to cheapen our life experiences because a lot of us do go through some pretty difficult walks uh, but if you do keep that more top of mind and and not just when you're sitting in a funeral and and help yourself never mind helping others prepare for eternity uh, you know then it's it's only going to make us appreciate life which is such a gift every day uh, whether whether eternity is stamped on our on our eyelids or not um yeah absolutely i i also want to thank you for uh, for the exclusive on the song this is um this is twice now and and i and i think it's no coincidence that the previous time it was a christian artist as well uh lindsey mccall who uh who whose song is just now hitting radio had uh, allowed us to um to debut her song here on the podcast when when i interviewed lindsey and now um again yourself to do this so uh very much appreciate uh, the courtesy on, on letting us um, debut the dawn here on Now Hear This Entertainment. You are welcome. It's my pleasure. And uh, and thank you for uh, for making the time today. Uh, you know, again, we talked about the demands on your time and the different directions that you're pulled in, and the fact that you know you're going to finish up this interview and go right into something else. So I do truly appreciate your having made the time to do this this afternoon. You're so welcome. It was it was a joy for me, and it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. I would like to close by formally thanking my guest, singer-songwriter Juliana Zobrist. Check her out at www.thezobrists.com. Check out her music on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. There's a number of them out there, as we just talked about. Be sure to like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, follow her on Instagram. There are links to all of those on the website homepage, thezobrists.com. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. And give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and maybe even a five-star rating. That would actually help the podcast a real lot. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there. We have been recording this show at the Great Facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Juliana Zobrist. This is the one she just talked about. It's called The Dawn. I hear you. 
Jesus will never have to face the fear alone 